listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 28th of September. Pressure is mounting on Optus this morning to explain exactly how one of the biggest data breaches in Australian history happened. The FBI is now being called in to work with a multi-agency investigation involving Australian Federal Police, while Optus is now expected to front the cost for customers who need to change their licences after private information was leaked online. The New South Wales, Victorian, Queensland and South Australian governments have started announcing changes to allow those impacted by the hack to get new IDs like licence numbers as soon as possible. As our Queensland reporter Rob McLeod reports the state's transport department has received thousands of calls from customers pleading for new licence details to protect their privacy. Thanks, Tash. Transport and Main Roads Queensland will offer all Queensland drivers who are advised by Optus that their identity details have been compromised the opportunity to get a new licence and new licence number free of charge. The Queensland Government has set up a dedicated hotline, which is opening from this morning from 8am to 4.30pm daily. The number 07 3097 3108. It'll operate from Monday to Friday. Concerned Queensland drivers can also go to the TMR website for any further info. It comes after the alleged Optus hacker leaked 10,000 customers' details yesterday morning, but then backflipped and posted an apology online to the telco saying they wouldn't release any further private data. That is yet to be officially confirmed by authorities. Delia Ricard from the ACCC is warning all customers, both past and present, need to be extra vigilant and check everything, not just bank accounts. Check your credit report with the credit rating agency and if you suspect for or put a ban on it, and I would also let my super fund know that I was impacted by the um, Optus breach so that they could put a flag on the account. While some Optus customers allege their accounts have already been hacked and others have received text messages from suspected scammers demanding money, Belinda Smith has told Channel 9 she doesn't think she's alone. I got a text message from an, uh, um, a supposed hacker asking for the uh, $2,000 cash because Optus hadn't made their um, ransom of the $1 million. I guess they're just trying to um, hopefully pressure people into paying the um, $2,000 because I assume that I'm not the only one that received that text message last night and hope that some people decide to send them the money. In other news this morning, the federal government will introduce legislation for a national anti-corruption commission to parliament today. A federal ICAC was a key part of Labor's federal election campaign earlier this year. Dr Jill Shepherd is a political expert from ANU and says the clock is ticking and it would be bad optics for any MPs who stood in the way of the national ICAC. The independents are going to keep pushing uh, you know, every day that Parliament sits, that's all we're going to hear about until it's been passed. But with bipartisan, uh, you know, consensus or agreement that this is a good thing and it's worth doing, uh, we'll probably just see it sail through. Petrol prices are set to skyrocket once again across the country with the fuel excise coming to an end at midnight tonight. It's set to add an extra 22 cents a litre, but some experts say it will increase even further. These motorists telling Channel 7 they're already feeling the financial pain of higher petrol prices coupled with the rising cost of living. 
It's gonna hurt. And they're just making it harder and harder and harder. I don't really have choice, so I have to drive to work. It's really, really hitting me hard as it is. It's going up again. That's uh, an absolute fortune. The family of the Melbourne woman critically injured in a roller coaster accident on Sunday night is upset authorities have allowed the ride to reopen at the Melbourne Royal Show. 26-year-old Shyla Rodden is still fighting for life in hospital. But as James Lake reports from Melbourne, staff at the show maintain they have followed the right protocol. That's what we are hearing, Tash. Apparently, it's very common for passengers on the ride to drop their phones and glasses, and the ride is regularly stopped for staff to safely retrieve these items. Now, the ride operator, who we've been told was very experienced, reportedly said to Shyla she would have to wait 20 minutes for the roller coaster to be stopped next, at which point they would go and get her phone back. What happened after that is still a mystery, though. The ride is surrounded by a two-metre-high safety fence, but somehow Shyla managed to get inside and try to collect the phone herself, and that's when she was struck. And wild storms have swept across many parts of New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria overnight, with warnings a major rain bomb is set to hit the whole country over the next week. A number of weather systems are passing through, with residents in flood-affected regions being warned to expect more torrential rain. Sky News meteorologist Rob Sharp says the outlook is extremely concerning, especially for those in communities still recovering from previous floods. We saw four rain events in September, but the rain event brewing for next week. Uh, most forecast models that I'm looking at have something bigger than each of those individual events. So unfortunately, uh, I think that we're going to be seeing at least a repeat of the floods that we've seen through the month of September. And in some cases, it could be worse. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Well, as we reported earlier this morning, the fuel excise officially on fuel ends tonight at midnight and Treasurer Jim Chalmers is continuing to resist ongoing calls to use a healthier budget bottom line to make the cut permanent. Tash, good morning. Yeah, look, it's a big one, isn't it? A big political one, big economic one, and frankly, very big for people's back pockets. It's a it's a tough situation. We know the government bottom line is $50 billion better off than they expected it to be because of increasing tax revenue in particular from companies and also the fact they didn't have to pay as much in welfare payments or COVID support. So all of a sudden they got this money. Uh, the Treasurer is still planning to take that excise away, and I think it would probably be a little bit late for a backflip, although in the land of politics, never say never. Uh, it, basically, it's a story of, you know, he's saying, look, things will get worse, and I think that's probably right budget-wise. And so there's not like there's free money. This is historical budget balances, but a future excise. The challenge, I think, unfortunately for the rest of us, is that with everything else going up in price, uh, another hit. To, to answer that the back pocket is not welcome at this particular point in time. It seems like it's going to go ahead, and unfortunately, petrol stations have already started putting up prices because they know we're all going to come and try and beat the excise increase by, by filling up in advance. Uh, I don't know who's winning out of this one, but I reckon the petrol companies are probably doing okay. Yeah, I know, and the prices, you mentioned, have already started skyrocketing. Mm. In other concerning news, a bold housing prediction, Scott, from investment bank Morgan Stanley, which is now suggesting house prices could actually fall by 20%. Yeah, bold is probably the right word too, I think, because it's one of those things, if you're a homeowner, you're hating this news. If you're looking to buy a home, you're probably loving this news. So there's always winners and losers, unfortunately. But yeah, you're right. Morgan Stanley basically expecting the entire 2021 gains, and the house prices went up 24 percent during that period to be wiped away by increasing interest rates. Mathematically, that makes actually, actually absolute sense, actually. If rates are lower, which push prices up, when rates go up, it should push prices back down. So the algebra st stacks up. It makes a whole lot of sense. 
Whether or not homeowners are prepared to or forced to sell at lower prices remains the open question because simply if you don't want to sell your house for a lower price, you don't do it. But if there are things like people who want to change mm. homes or an economic shock, it may still cause some of those concerns. As I said, good news for some, not great news for others. More broadly, an economy where the houses fall 20% is unlikely, I think, uh, to avoid recession. So we might be careful what we wish for in both cases. Yeah, and talking about predictions, Scott, there's been many predictions about exactly what will happen with interest rates and how much they mm. will increase by. And now there's been a new assessment from investment bank RBC. Yeah, so look, uh, you know, the, the RBA is on RBA, RBC, there's lots of business. So the Reserve Bank of Australia, let's use its title, uh, has, has already said, look, we will at some point slow the pace of increases. We're going to keep increasing, but the pace of those increases will be reduced. Many people were expecting that to start next month, in fact, next week, uh, with the, the next increase maybe being a quarter of a percent rather than the half a percent we've been having recently. That was Investment Bank RBC's original forecast. But looking around the rest of the world, we've seen dramas in the US with rates. We've seen the UK, uh, frankly, with a crazy brave tax cut strategy, which has destroyed the pound. And I think the RBC looking around the world and saying, you know what, given that uncertainty, given the risk to the currency as well as to the economy, they now think the Reserve Bank will increase by half a percent next week in more, unfortunately, bad news for borrowers. Yeah, it's a roller coaster right ahead. Thanks so much, Scott. Sure is. Thanks, Dash. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The Aussie women's basketball side is hitting form at exactly the right time during the World Cup. They certainly are. Good morning, Tash. The Opals have now won four in a row, beating Japan 71-54 to last night to lock in top spot in Group B. They got off to a scratchy start at the tournament, losing to France in their opening game. That was an understrength French outfit as well, so we got a little bit worried, but they're getting better and better with each match. And the important thing about topping their group is that they dodged the powerful USA until a potential final. You can't overlook their next opponent, though, in Belgium. We faced them in the quarterfinals, and star forward Beck Allen is hoping to return from a rib injury, Tash. And also in the NRL, we cannot wait for the grand final this weekend. Breda Parramatta legend is confident the squad isn't daunted, of course, by the challenge of ending their 36-year premiership drought. Yeah, they've heard it time and time again, that long premiership drought, Eels players and fans. Peter Sterling steered the ship during their last victory against Canterbury back in 1986. And Sterlow has told us they are well aware of the challenge ahead. You know, it's an it's an unwanted record. Obviously, you know, it's been a millstone around our neck and I, I think that our players have handled it really well. Team sheets are out for the grand final. The Eels have swung a surprise. Nathan Brown, who hasn't played for about three months, the enforcer has been recalled to the bench at the expense of Bryce Cartwright and the coach Brad Arthur is sticking by his son Jake. He's also on the bench despite not playing a minute in the prelim final. The Panthers are unchanged. That means Taylor May, the winger, uh, failed in his bid to overcome a hamstring injury. And Brett, some of the Brisbane Lions trade targets aren't being put off by the coach standing down to take part in that Hawks racism investigation as the fallout continues. Yeah, Chris Fagan is the coach of the Brisbane Lions. He was at the Hawks during uh, this period that the AFL has now launched that external investigation into some very serious and uh, disturbing allegations surrounding uh, his conduct and the conduct of uh, many at uh, Hawthorne during that time in terms of their treatment of First Nations players. So he remains stood down until that uh, investigation wraps up and we read it could take a couple of months. So uh, Josh Dunkley, who's currently at the Western Bulldogs, and Jack Gunston, who's actually at 
that. The Hawks were both weighing up moves to the Brisbane Lions and say that they will push ahead with their plans uh, to come up north regardless of what happens with Chris Fagan. They're confident that he'll still be the coach and he is uh, the right man for them. While the skipper of the club, Dane Zorko, says he's hoping that Chris Fagan will be back in time for pre-season training. It'll run us due course and fingers crossed that Fags will be back with the club soon and, and we'll start planning for our 2023 season. An awards season continues in the AFL. Tom Lynch taking out Richmond's best and Ferris last night despite the star forward missing uh, four games. He beat Daniel Rioli by one vote. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. And NASA has proved it can save the world. In a world first mission, NASA's DART spacecraft made impact with an asteroid yesterday in an effort to change its orbit. Half a million people tuning into the live stream from NASA headquarters. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh wow. We're getting visual confirmation. And we have Every impact. <laughs> Planetary defence indeed, like straight out of a Hollywood blockbuster, the historic mission proving NASA can help defend our planet if it were threatened by an out-of-control asteroid. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.